Raw, there it goes. Everybody, look up and watch out. It's, it's Sylvan Sane and keep up. Welcome to the show. I have uh, my crew and cohorts. Let's get into some motherfucking shout outs. It's time for some motherfucking shout outs. All right, I'm back um, with an adult version of this show. Last week we had um, a Sinbad type version. Um, no pun intended, everybody. You know, I don't look that much like Sinbad. A lot of people said that at one point. But we have Ruby on the show, and she has a shout out. Oh, wait. Are we recording now? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely are. <laughs> so I want to shout out um, my best friend, Samantha Cutler. Oh, nice. um, she just wrapped a short film at the Miami Film Festival and worked on a new project that's called The Brooklyn Saints that's on Netflix. Oh, and I it's really that. to highlight, one, to highlight her, but also to acknowledge all the badass women that work in film as like a male-dominant industry. Yeah, um, nice. I think it's really cool to see women doing their thing and working hard and she's an example of that I that's a great shout out and I'm kicking myself because I should have talked to you a little more about the show because then I would have definitely watched that first so then we could have like did a little review but oh, it's you, so good oh good we still so will good. actually you know what we'll add that anyway so when we get to the movie stuff we will definitely have you review that for us and I'm going to definitely watch it too I definitely want to see that Great. I love seeing people that I know in movies and film and TV and all that good stuff. Well, this is a doc. Whatever, but doc. I it's really doc. cool. I need some yeah. docs in my life. It's like veggies. I need more of it. I need more. <laughs> the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> what the fuck happened? All right. Weed is legalized in New York. Um, it's also a $1 offense in Milwaukee County. Uh, I saw that article at like pretty much the same time that I was trying to get a link for uh, weed being legalized in New York. And uh, you can hold up to three ounces. You can cultivate it at your house now. I don't. I haven't really seen too much about the recidivism. I haven't really seen, which is actually a shame. I thought they were really going to try to negotiate that. And also the market share. And speaking of women and other minorities, um, that's what I'm disappointed in too. Um, during this whole, uh, what's it called? During this whole prohibition of marijuana, um, white males once again are. 70% of the share, actually, I think it's around 80%, to be honest. It's around oh, wow. 80% of the market share of uh, cannabis. And so, yeah, obviously that, that they didn't share. <laughs> they definitely try, didn't try to share with other minority groups, including women. Um, happy Women's Month. We're still in it. Thank you for being on the show, Ruby. But, um, yeah, man, how do you feel about that? How do you feel? You got any family members that will be benefited from this? Or, you know, you got any people that are against this? No, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's interesting, like, the link that you sent out that Cuomo wants it in the next, you know, he wants to decide on as soon as possible. And I bet, I I mean, that's just to get revenue for the state off yeah. of the tax on it. Uh, so I found that kind of funny. $300 billion, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I think, I guess it's good for the state. I think to what you're speaking of is I feel like that's something that needs to be figured out is how we can get more people in that space and more people in that industry that aren't just white men in that, in that industry group. No, totally agree. Totally agree. And like I said, women need to be in that market share, all types of racial groups. And to be honest, especially the Brown, 
the brown racial group because, uh, like I said, most of the prohibition was against that. I've said this before. Susan Lillery Parks, who uh, we're going to talk about her later on the show, um, she's an advocate, and she's and she was against it. She was against it for a long time, and so was another one, uh, Michelle. Oh, it's, I forgot her name, but she wrote the book. Uh, oh, Michelle Alexander, and she wrote The New Jim Crow. And she's against it as well. She's against um, lifting the prohibition because she never. they don't believe that the states, like it's what's happening with New York, um, she doesn't believe that the states will do justice towards the people that were already locked up. California did it. California um, expunged a lot of records. There was a couple other states, I believe Portland, I mean like uh, Oregon and stuff like that, the, uh, the Pacific states. But uh, over here, New Jersey and stuff like that, no, we failed to uh, to help out the brown people. Kind of sucks. So they are. I don't know so much about this. So they aren't. They aren't sponging records in New York. I don't think so at the moment. No, I don't think. Wow. And it only took a sex scandal for Cuomo to finally uh, ramp up the freaking. I know before, and again, I haven't voted for him. I've I've never voted for him in my life, and I and I vote blue most of the time. I just don't like him, and. And um, he has uh, threatened every year, like you just said. He has threatened almost every year. It's, oh, we need to get it done this year. And then when it doesn't, like when it falls through his hand like sand, he's just like, oops. And yeah. so I was already over it. I was, uh, I've was i I've stated before that I voted for Cynthia Nixon from uh, Sex and the City, and she was progressive on weed. And, yeah, no, everybody that I vote for, I try to uh, – slant in that direction because it benefits so many people. I have cancer in my family and it's benefited them. And so I'm all for it. Ah, and you brought in a topic and I don't usually have that. Um, And that's great. Thank you for bringing that. So let's get into the Suez Canal, Ruby. Yeah. So according to the New York Post... The most credible source. (laughs) Nice. Well, whatever. You got it. You got the info. I have the info. I have the liner notes. Um, So a boat got stuck across kind of diagonally in the Suez Canal, um, and it uh, held up 369 other boats. So it makes up 15% of the world trade right now. So if there's something you wanted on Amazon or, you know, any kind of, Anything you can name it, it's probably on one of those boats. Uh, But one of the funny things that I saw kind of loitering on the Internet was a picture of this boat being dug out by this single bulldozer. And I thought, (laughs) should just be more people trying to move this ship. (laughs) Budget constraints at the Suez Canal. Yeah, it's like there's billions of dollars on all of these boats that are backed up, and we have, like, one tiny little bulldozer, like – I don't even know how much dirt that thing can remove, but I don't know. Maybe as of today, maybe there's more movement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I had no – and it's so funny. It's on its fifth day after the effort to free it has failed, and you said there's a meme out there. We'll try to get that on the graphics for the YouTube episode. That is hilarious. Yeah, no, I'm, I, that's hilarious, and, uh, that, and especially that this is uh, my self-proclaimed show that's about viral news, and I totally missed out on that. But I will say this. And she might be watching. Who knows? But I just had to. I just had to block somebody recently, and maybe that's why I was like distracted with her today. So I'm glad oh. that I got that out of my life. <laughs> so next I time, I've, I don't know if I blocked anyone ever. You're a very positive person, and I really appreciate people like you. I need that kind of balance in my life, so that's why you're here on the show. <laughs> but maybe that's also like comes down to like good self 
you know, like I'm really bad at stopping something before it like gets in a bad place, but maybe it's good to just, you know, if you think someone is like, you just got to block them to get rid of them. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree with you. And usually when, uh, so with this pandemic and everything like that, things are just not like on the up. Like I'm not like terrible. I'm definitely better than like most people, but, um, it's not there. So I just don't have like the wherewithal to like, to, to like accept that right now to accept people that just like, um, want to like cause friction every day so usually absolutely usually i think more than ever you have to protect your energy and protect yourself yeah especially with what we're all going through right now you know it's just like it's a it's an important time to be a little me centric more than usual yeah and to be honest i was not even supposed to be talking to her so whatever (laughs) and that's a good thing (laughs) yes i'm glad we did each other a favor goodbye Um, yeah, let's get into the music. Motherfucker, fa-la-la-la-la. What the fuck did I hear? And, uh, no, we are a album away from that yummy, yummy, yummy. And, uh, Justice is the new Justin Bieber, the Canadian with the drums, Mr. Uh, Usher protege, uh, toilet papering people's houses. And speaking of which, he was so down with legalizing weed, he brought down a freaking plane. I don't, do you remember that, Ruby, when him and his father brought down a plane because they they smoked it out? They, they had to no. land it. Oh, yeah, they had to land it, man. And I think his mother was on the plane, too. I think they're all stoners. And, really? Uh, was this in his, like, kind of the years where he was kind of acting out a little? Yeah, man. Being a little yeah. rebellious? It's true. And, I, and if he was Mexican, he would have been deported. But no, he's Justin Bieber, so he can tour the people. Yeah, that's a little wild. It is a little wild. It is a little wild. But he's done. He's a wild boy. He's a lot of tattoos later, and uh, he's making great music still. And I think he's better than ever, to be honest. I've I've heard the Peaches song, the California, the one with Daniel Caesar. I'm a big Daniel Caesar fan. I think you are as well, right? I think I've seen you. Uh, Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, you're big on the R&B scene. scene. And I might butcher it. What the other guys? He's been on Drake's records. Is yeah. it Givion? I don't know how he said. I've never heard someone say it out loud. Me either. Givion. Givion. I, I think you got it actually. I think you. I think you get it. Um, but he's got a beautiful voice. Yes. Totally and I think great. he's really, really great. Good. You have a great ear for music, so I totally uh, appreciate that. So you like the Justice record? I do, and not in the album. I, I, he has a great album. There's a deluxe edition. There's like a remix edition. And uh, no, I, you know, even though he he uh, he makes jerkish moves, he's like one of those people for me that are like too big to fail, unfortunately. And uh, really, yeah, yeah. Even okay. So for instance, Justin Timberlake. Not that like I'm like supporting him, but like I I love his music. But when he made that apology, I didn't accept it. But when I I said that, I was like, who gives a shit if I accept it? There's so many people, including my friend, who's been to, like, front row at, her, at, at his concerts, like, constantly. And I knew she was going to go to bat for him. I knew, like, predictably, and she did. She, like, put all his, like, responses out there, the, the, the 10 year too late responses about uh, Janet Jackson and Britney Spears and the mental health and and the chauvinism with him, like, saying, yeah, I hit it and all. Like, he's gross. It was gross. Yeah. So, so, but, like, my point is, he ain't canceled, like you were saying before. He's too big. He's too big to be canceled. Like, they, you can't cancel in sync. I know that's, I I know that seems impossible, but it is impossible. Right. And I would love to see someone try. (laughs) I would love to see someone try to freaking cancel and sing. I don't. It, you can't. I, yeah. Dog Britney. 
Nobody does that. Nobody gets away with that but him. I get it. Nobody gets yeah. away with that but The him. Janet thing for me is, like, really – I mean, all of it crosses the line, but, like, mm-hmm. how could you do that to Janet? I agree. Totally like, agree. Janet is, like – that's, like – protect her. That's baby girl. I'm with you. She's ev- She should be everything to us. <laughs> She's totally. everything to me. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's everything over here, too. It's all good. I'm okay. Um, but, no, I didn't love the new Justin Bieber record. Nice. Okay. Tell, I us. Like, tell us why. I like Peaches. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a good vibe. I feel like his last record was so bad that everyone thinks this is, like, like it's like a breath of fresh air because it reminds us of, like, what he did a few years Prior to that, so it's like, oh, he's back, like Purpose Two. Um, that was a good. Album. And I don't think this record is necessarily bad. I think it's a fine record. Like I listened to it when I was working out the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't think it's as good as Purpose Two. And I think it comes down to writing and song choices and sound choices. And I feel like Peaches should be the worst record on his record, on his album. Okay. And I'm gonna have to jump on your bandwagon actually because I've only listened <laughs> to the I've only listened to the album once and I enjoyed it, but I definitely agree with you that it's not as good as Purpose Two. But while I was listening to it, I don't know why I wasn't comparing it to that because that is one of the better albums from him. And uh, no, got you on that, got you on that. Even the features are not even as good. The album cover is pretty dope. <laughs> the album cover is pretty dope. But um, yeah, and it's not even that it's a bad record. I just think I know Justin Bieber. And his team and all those other people that make all that music have have more in them. You know, like you work at that level, you work with the best of the best. You really can take the time and be methodical to make, you know, yeah, an insane record. Very true. Very true. Well, good thing you're not at his uh, Comedy Central roast. He been, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wants me there. Right, he would have been crying, but it's all good. And he's he's not here, but he would be talking good things about your single, Come Clean, Ruby. <laughs> Come Clean, it is on Spotify. I have listened to it. I have it saved on my playlist. I've had um, actually... Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Not no problem. I was say I have. Uh, I'm pretty anal, pretty OCD about my playlist. So I have a playlist for. It's called Eat Fresh, and it's for like anything below 2000, and anything above 2000 to like 2020 is called. What is it called? Oh, it's called Ubity, but it's an inside joke. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is the very new new music, and it's called Now Now Now. And you're on that. Appropriate. Now, yeah, now, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now. Now, now, now. All right, all right, all right. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no, and I'm so happy to have you here. You are a descendant of great music talent, and it shows. You have a great voice, and I'm so – and talk about your singles. Talk about how – Great engineers, whatever whatever the magic happened, please. Give yeah, it. so I worked with this amazing uh, producer. We actually – um, it's kind of a funny story how we met is I, uh, was at a bar in New York and he was DJing and my best friend is my biggest supporter. My best friend, Michaela is, she's just like one of those people that should just like ride for you. And she's like the loudest in the room for like cheering you on. Nice. So she went up to the DJ and she was like, play Ruby Stinson. 
he was like, I have no idea who that is. And like, I don't have internet. I can't just like download a song and just play it for you. <laughs> it's sounds not like my a, job. You know, he's like, like a great like, DJ. My, he's like, it's not my job. Well, so he's just like, he's like, I'm not playing your song. I got other things going on today. And, um, so she was like kind of huffy about it. And then she, uh, gave him, my email, because somehow they got talking that he was a producer. And so I'm at the bar. I don't even know this is happening. And I look at my phone and there's an email from him. And it's like, hey, I'm at this bar, like made a joke about Michaela harassing him or something, like being like your friend is trying to get me to play your song, um, whatever, whatever. But we struck up a conversation after that. We became really good friends, yeah, me right and this guy, Richie. Um, he's worked with Major Lazer and Beyonce and oh, a bunch of really nice. dope people. Oh, that's right. And, you had a gajillionaire um, one time on your story I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so, yeah, so we uh, just, like, started working on music, and it took a really long time. We just really went through a lot of sounds and a lot of writing. We probably wrote, you know, over 100 songs and then finally yeah. got to, Dr. yeah. Dr. I mean, it was over a period of, like, five years. Um, and then we, that's you know, a lot clean. Of we did come clean and it was like, okay, this is, this is like our vibe. So it really set the tone. There's, um, I'm releasing two other songs coming up, but that really set the tone for this is my sound and this is my writing style and really kind of is like the first track I've put out that feels like I kind of came into my own yeah. a bit. So I'm really excited about it. But yeah, you can listen to it everywhere. Videos on YouTube. We shot the video. I love the video. Um, in Hudson in quarantine. The most of it is shot outside my dad's house and in my dad's bathroom. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That is really cool. Yeah. So that had a great um, vibe. The, the whole video. The whole. Thank like, you. Love, thank you. I love the direction you. of it. It was really cool. I haven't watched Thanks. music videos in a while, but I definitely <laughs> had to check that out. Obviously, I had to do my homework. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit run and gun for us because, um, you know, it was in June at the height of, you know, everything going on, especially in New York. So the director, Mary Kate, she's amazing, came down, came up from the city. I was in upstate New York and we shot it. You know, we had to be really careful about COVID and masks and all of that stuff. And it was just the two of us with like a, you know, we shot eight or nine scenes in eight hours. So mm -hmm. it was a really quick turnaround. Um, you know, a lot of outfit changes, makeup stuff for two people, but it, it turns out, uh, you know, I'm happy with how it came out. No, it's a wonderful video, actually. Great dancing, great wardrobe. Uh, like Thank I you. said, I love uh, I love the choreography, but I love the uh, cinematography too. I love the grainy uh, aspect of the two, and it kind of, it came out great on Instagram, man. You you did a great job marketing it. So thank you. It stood thank out to you. me. Oh yeah, definitely stood out to me. I work in marketing, and I and I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for great packaging. Great. Uh, You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I need a marketing team. Okay, hey, what, look at that, look at that. Keep up. All right, let's get into some movie news and some television. You look good. You've had a tuck. What the fuck did I watch? All right, Nicolas Cage has made it back into my movie uh, purview. I don't I, actually. Do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage film, Ruby? I don't know. There's so many. Gonna, that's why I ask. I feel like I offend a lot of people. I'm I and not there's nothing against. You're too it. big not, to cancel too, Ruby. So it's, don't it's, worry. It's not it's not a Justin Bieber scenario. It's um I guess I just am not like a diehard Nicolas Cage fan. So I I guess I don't really think about Nicolas Cage. I don't think so I am much. either. But I'm but I know a lot of usually. people do. I know he's very it's he's like very Morris. beloved. Yes, he's a cult, he's a cult <laughs> yeah. hero. Yeah, he he's really totally is. a cult hero. Yeah. 
So, oh, so you don't know any Nicolas Cage movies? That's what you're saying? No, I do, but I just don't know if I could like pick my favorite. Okay. Let's see. Let me let me draw. Sure, sure, sure. Good. I like that. That's okay. Bring in the research. This is uh, brought to you by Ruby Stinson's uh, research team, RNA, RNA. Yeah. Wait to wait as they uh, they get some things drafted. <laughs> I guess. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage film? Oh man, I I don't I forgot if I reviewed this on the show. I, I must have because it's uh did I oh I'm gonna, I don't think the show was on when I was watching it. It's called Mandy. It's called Mandy. It's a it's like a psychedelic um like revenge type movie and it takes place in like Portland Oregon and it's very very good very very good. He's like psychotic in it and to be honest that's like a lot of the roles that he plays like now. Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, speaking of which. Uh, and yeah, no, he's like in his fifties now, and he just decided that he's gonna be in like sick, twisted, like uh, freaking uh, gory action-packed movies. And uh, and he already has. Does he get anywhere? I know he got nominated. He got nominated definitely for Moonstruck. I think he won. He might have won too. I don't forget. He but, won an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and a Screen Actors Guild Award for his performance in Leaving Las, Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas, yes, with Sarah Jessica Parker, right? Or was that yes, yes. Okay, so I take it back. I do have, I do okay. have a favorite the Nicolas Cage film. Yes, but this is one I I forget about this because it's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonstruck. Oh, that's what that's what I thought for he sure. won. That's what I thought he won for, but I forgot it was Leaving Las Vegas. That is an yeah. amazing movie. That's a great movie. That's Cher won. For, no, Cher did not win for that. She she uh got nominated for that too. But I think yeah, I don't think she won. Yeah, she won for another really good movie too. She has won though. I know that, but she didn't win for Moonstruck. Damn, that is both. Oh both wow! Great Fun fact about it received six nominations: uh-huh. Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actress. Oh, so so Cher did get it for that. She's nominated. Oh, so Dupac got it. Yeah. Gotcha. It won the Academy. Oh, sh- okay. Cher won. Yeah, she did win. Okay, nice. Good. And there was another film she was really good at, which my mom says she deserved for it more, but it's all good. Moonstruck is sick. What movie was that? Oh, man. Damn, I'm making it look it up. What was it? I'm sure it's not burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, Christina Aguilera, she stole the show. Actually, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> Oh, it's, I love it. It's like such a good guilty oh, good. pleasure. Okay, guilty pleasures are good. Those are always fun. Those are always fun. Uh, why did I go in? You know, Wikipedia like is like the go-to. I should have went uh, IMDb. That's where I wanted to go. That's where I wanted to go, right? Yes, that's exactly where I wanted to go. Because like I'm like my brain is all scrabbled because I'm like music, music. No, no, <laughs> no. Silk Woods, there it goes. Silk uh, she's been nominated twice for Academy Award. You're right, she's been nominated. Ooh. Wow, a lot of Golden Globe uh, nominations. I think she's like four or five. Shit. But she definitely has two nominations. She has one win, and like you said, it's Moonstruck in 1987, and she was nominated for a supporting role in Silkwood in 1983. So there we go. We got some trivia on there for the good folks out there. Of Minnesota, New York, and all of the above. I, I saw my demographics. Thank you to the people in Russia. Thank you. To, I don't know who's <laughs> listening in Russia, but thank you very much. And uh, yeah, so go Nicholas Cage. Willie's Wonderland is about uh, again. He's this badass dude. He talks. He's mute throughout the whole thing. I, I don't think he's mute, but like he doesn't talk throughout the whole movie. And his car gets broken down on purpose. 
and uh, the people that set him up, they they in order for him to get his car fixed, he has to stay in this like Chuck E. Cheese with like these animatronic like uh, people. And so the energy of like these old school murderers are in these bodies or in these animatronic bodies. And so he has to spend the night there and like clean the place. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like he's just like you think. He, I need to watch the trailer. I haven't even seen the trailer for that. Oh, it's sick. It's sick. Like I said, it's like he's like battling like these Muppets like throughout the whole movie. And they're like trying to kill him. And they try to kill like these kids that are like local and shit like that. It's nuts. Is it scary? Uh, it's supposed to be scary, but it's like really ridiculous. It's not. It's not okay, scary. Like, like too far fetched to be. Yeah, it's like you're, the, you're not scared that that's nah, gonna happen to you. Nah, it's got like a B movie feel. It's it's really cool, actually. I like it. <laughs> Who made it? Do you know? Oh man, that's a good question. I do not know. Let's look. Let's look. Look at you. I like the questions. I like the question. And usually I have a link of the cast, but I did not do that this time. Always Wonderland. That's the name of the uh, the little uh, Chuck E. Cheese little ball pit place. This came out this year, you know, because we try to keep it trending. Oh, not bad, five point five out of ten. So who directed it? Let's see who's right. Oh yeah, um, so the the um, actor, the actors in it is Emily Tosta. She is Liv Hawthorne in it, and Nicholas Cage. He doesn't even have a name in it. His name is the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot of newcomers on there, but like I said, the one that stood out was Emily. And uh, again, who directed it? Looks, look, that is, damn, why is it so hard? The to janitor, right? So cool. Yeah, let me toast. It was really good, and she was quite nice to look at too, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, who is that? Emily Tosta. She's uh, the the uh, co-star in it. She's the mm. co-star. All right, top bill cast. Yo, director, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, she's pretty. Oh, she's Kevin young. Lewis. Kevin Lewis. Yes, yes. They're all young. They're like, um, they're supposed to be playing high school students, I believe. And, oh, that makes uh, sense. And I, I won't tell her backstory because it's like pretty revealing of what the plot is. But, um, yeah, no, it's really it's really good. I was surprised. Um, I don't know what prompted me to download it. I download a lot of torrents and I try to find new stuff. And I saw that Nicolas Cage was in it, so I was like, it can't be that bad. And, uh, and then when I saw that it was like gonna be like with dolls and stuff like that, or not dolls, but like big like uh friggin' uh like uh, what's it called? Like a kid party type shit, like those type of like costumes and stuff like that. I was like, Oh no, what's Nicholas Cage doing? And then it ended up being pleasant a pleasant surprise. It was actually really good. And we're still on the horror route. Wrong turn. If uh you seen that in the two thousands, I believe. Uh the the the, the version of that uh, and Ruby, we talked in the pre-meeting. She hasn't seen any of them, and that's okay. They're kind of really shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're really bad. Okay, you're not selling it. No, not, no, the old ones are bad. No, I'm glad they rebooted it. I'm glad they rebooted it. So they rebooted it. The other ones look like Mongoloids. The other ones look like they're from the Appalachia. And this is like the white Appalachia because I did a review on a movie called Spellbound, and that was like the black Appalachians. This one's more near like Virginia. And um, so these Appalachian people, they're stuck in the woods, and they have like this their their own like society after like the Civil War. And so even in the in the 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 old movies and the original movies, I think that's what went down. And they and they got and they did their own their own civilization off the grid, and they just inbred with each other like a, a shit ton. And like their faces looked all melted and shit, and uh, yeah, they just and and wrong turn literally like their car gets like messed up and it and they get lost in the woods. This one is different. This one is different. They rebooted it. 
Um, it's not a bunch of sequels anymore. They like totally redid the story and it's about these kids that actually go on a hike on the Appalachian trail. And no, it's not a bunch of white people it is a bunch of mixed people. <laughs> so there's no excuse. It's just people, it's just teenagers being dumb. Actually, no, I think they're like in college or something like that. Oh no, they might be actually in their mid because like a bunch of them are like, like owning businesses and nonprofits and shit like that. So I think they're like in their mid twenties, but they're definitely still okay. like, Young professionals. Yes, but they're still, like, attached to their parents, though, because, like, the parents, like, you know, go looking for them and shit. Oh, I see. Or one of them. Because <laughs> if you and I, older people, were out, our parents wouldn't look for them. No, right? They'd be on the phone, though. They'd be like, <laughs> but this person actually was active looking. You're right. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, wait, question. Was it yes. rebooted because people were, like, hungry for that? Like, people wanted it to come back? So, again, like cult classic, like we were discussing before, again, they're very bad, but they kept coming out. And it was back mm. in the day when, like, you got DVDs from, like, um, like the 7-Eleven and shit like that. Like, that's how many sequels were coming out. And they were, like, specifically in those stores. People I that, see. Like, okay. Red, yeah, people, like, were red boxing and shit. But, no, it got really bad. But it, you're right. They still had an audience for it. They still had people that were salivating. So they just decided to just do away with, like, how it was. It, it railed off. It already it made too many wrong turns. Too many wrong turns. They had to bring it back around. And they did. And they did a very good job. This time, they only lightly inbreded. This time, they're not like we, we talked about before, Anastasia. They, they don't have, like, the sickle cell anemia. They're not, like, bleeding all over the place. They're, they're Band-Aid kids, and um, they still try to kill this group of people, but this time, like I said, they're not, like, superhuman and stuff like that. They're just, like, regular hicks. <laughs> so I don't know. You said you're not into horror, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it was good. I don't know. If I, I feel like now my interest is peaked because, okay. especially when someone says something is really bad, I always feel like I want to watch it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like Geely. Like we we heard it was bad. We had to see it for ourselves. This is true. I did too. Actually, um, I, shout out to what was that? It was J Lo or that was Mariah? That was J Lo. And, like, and then Glitter was Mariah. Uh, that's but right. Glitter is also. I think Glitter is a just is a fine movie. Oh, it's a fine movie. Okay. I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. It totally <sighs> it totally does what you came there for. I don't know why she got so much shit for it. I don't know what I came there for, to be honest. So Like, like you didn't come there to watch, like, it's not like you thought you were going to be watching Steel Magnolia. Yeah. Like, you knew you were watching a movie where I carry about her life, and it was, like, cute and fun. This is true. This is true. Was this the one with the tight white shirt, or was that, like, that was, or, or was that Rainbow? That was Rainbow? I forgot. Like that was, Oh, that was... Because that uh, was an, I know Album that was an album cover. This yeah. This is true. This is true. Glitter. Yeah, Glitter. I think Glitter is the pink... Pink Ensemble. Ah, yes. Um, one of my favorite uh, jokes is from uh, Friday After Next. And uh, they, they made a joke about Mariah. They were like, all I want for Christmas is Mariah and that glitter name belt. <laughs> so I was like, damn, okay, that's pretty that's pretty specific, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> But, uh, yes, yeah, so shout out to Ice Cube. I wish there was another single coming out for that. That was really good. That's funny. Me too. Right, right. <laughs> so... Uh, the Russo brothers, the people that brought you uh, the latest Marvel movies, the Avengers and all that good stuff. And speaking of which, they have their old, their, their uh, Spider-Man, Tom Holland. He also was in a good Netflix movie. I forgot what it was called and I reviewed it recently. It was good, though. It was also with Robert Pattinson. 
It's very good, actually. It was that that was actually a pretty gruesome movie, and it had a lot to do with religion, a lot of like zealots and stuff. That was cool. But yeah, he's won me over with this new Apple Plus movie. It's called Cherry, and it's a lot about PTSD, uh, post traumatic stress disorder. And uh, it's a very long movie, but like pretty much at the second half, it like goes off the deep edge of him with that disorder, and like a lot of things come tumbling down, avalanching down, and it's very intense. The things that he has to go through to uh, to pretty much assimilate back into society. Um, do you, are you into those type of movies? Um, I know that, what's his name, uh, Toby Maguire, speaking of Spider-Man, he was in that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal where, like, he came home to Natalie Portman, and um, he was, like, very violent that's and aggressive. Right. Yeah, so that's what it reminded yeah. me of, too, and Jarhead, another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. So it really reminded me of those. Um, and it was very very real, by the way. Like, a lot of, like, the scenes, there was a, uh, there was a van that blew up, and you actually got to see the people charred out. That was gross. Yeah, that was, yeah, so it's very real. It's very real. It's a very yeah. thought-out movie, but and a very big budget, too. You're not surprised with the Avengers and stuff. I, I didn't even realize the Russo brothers directed it until the very end of the movie. I was like, oh, shit, the Russo brothers. And there you go. So Yeah, Tom I want to see it. Nice. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it. Um, I didn't realize they did it either. Um, but, yeah, no, it looks – I mean, it looks so intense, but it looks like one of those movies that just kind of keeps you on your – it keeps you – enthralled and what's in the story and what's going on have you seen uh, tom holland in any of the spider-man or avenger movies i didn't That's okay. i always watch those a little i'm always late to avenger movies i always it's always someone that really loves it that wants to rewatch it with me and then i'm like okay i'll watch it with you <laughs> you're such a good friend because i wouldn't do that um <laughs> I, I i think they're fine i think they're fine just like mariah carey but uh, I I can't rewatch them. Like I, and I and as much as I think they're quality, I do think they're pretty quality. Like 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 a roller coaster quality, like a theme park kind of quality. They're not so cheesy. They're a little cheesy. They're a little cheesy. Yeah, they're, good. they're a good amount of cheesy. It's okay. It's a, it's a good amount of cheesy. But I find it funny when people are obsessed with them, and I'm just like, damn, you're obsessed with a film franchise with like people running around in tights. Like, come on, man. Like, let's not take it that seriously. Let's not do that. <laughs> Again, treat it like a theme park. Treat it like, yay, I'm in, like, some fancy. Don't be like, yo, this deserves an Academy Award, man. I'm like, yo, yeah. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. It's it's not a, yeah. Also, not Steel Magnolia. Still made I, don't know why that's my, I don't know why that's my reference. No, you got great like film choices. A serious film. <laughs> that was, that was, that was too serious, actually. That would be mad people cry that movie. That was a, yeah, for sure. Ooh, tear jerk. Look at that. You're like, you don't like horror, but you're like masochist uh, movie. Like, oh, I feel like no, that yeah. Let me cry and feel like the most depressed about everything, and like that's a good movie. That's a, that, that is in your feels movie. That's a good movie. That's a very good movie. <laughs> Julia Roberts again, Dukakis. She's in that also. That's a great. Yeah, that's a really good movie i really enjoyed that uh yeah like i said cherry um if anybody wants to see that you should see that on apple plus do you have an apple plus account uh ruby don't you know i had everything and then i realized i was spending so much money on subscriptions and i was like why do i need all this stuff um so i'm kind of like a netflix only lady right now nice oh man look at you yeah really paring my life down slim down slim down I like that. That's good. That's good. Cool. So if you ever are at someone's house and they and you like want to trade a favor, like listen, I watched all that Marvel shit. So let me watch <laughs> the fucking Apple at your house right now. 
Um, there's some really good shows on Apple Plus if you ever get down to it. The Morning Show that got nominated for a few Emmys with Reese Witherspoon and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Girl, that's actually my favorite Apple Plus show. They have Man. Um, they have this uh, Moon Show. It's called. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> for All Mankind. For All Mankind. That was pretty good. <laughs> and they have an M. Night Shyamalan show that's actually really good. Um, it's called Servants. That's a really good mm. Yep. So let's get into the best part of the show. We're going to interview you. Hello there, children. <laughs> what did you say? What the fuck did I say? So this cliche is based on uh, straight from the source. Straight from the source. So this show is about viral news and cliches. Our episode, actually, I'm going to consult with Ruby about that. We're going to ask her like what her favorite cliches are. Maybe we will try to make that into the episode title. But again, she's a music mm. artist. She's a music artist. She also has a shop in Minnesota that she has just opened up. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about her budding career. Let's get into it. What is, like I said, um, what was the question? <laughs> what was the question? Uh, yeah. Not Come Clean. What were your other, what were your, what was your debut single before Come Clean? I know that you've been working on other shows. I know that you had, as a, yeah. I've also seen you perform live and you've had other shows and you've covered a lot of songs. You had a lot of stuff going on your IG stories and your IG posts, giving us a good sample of your voice. How did this all come about? Um, I guess, I mean, it came about when I was a kid. I did a lot of, um, before I like, you know, talk about cliches. I feel like it's like the music cliche is like you performed in middle school and you like did all the town shows and then you found like you had a love for music. Um, but that's kind of what happened. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) but still, that's how it went. Still, that's how it went. Um, and, you know, as I got a little bit older, I was like 11 or 12 and I really wanted to get into songwriting. And, uh, my dad is a musician. And I'd asked him for my birthday. It was going to be my 13th birthday. And I asked him if he would sit me down and show me how to write a song. Like, how, how does that process go? Like, what do you do? Oh, that is uh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I, wow. I think back on it, you know, I think it's like a pretty, um, it's like an insightful thing as a young person to want to understand the process of something. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So I sat and he said, yeah. So he sat me down and we turned the basement of my house in Minneapolis into a studio. And he showed me how to, you know, how to start with guitar and how you kind of start building sounds and how you start writing and how you can put song structures together and experiment with melodies um and we kind of at first it was really frustrating because you know I really didn't know I think and also I don't play musical instruments so it's really tough for me to understand why I I see you showed a studio one time and it has so many instruments yeah yeah but I don't know how to play anything and so Uh, for me I'm I'm sure he's thrilled about that (laughs) and well I used to play the viola so oh, I used to play nice. that day. Oh, yeah. pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah, but uh, but I just I, I think it was really frustrating because I didn't really understand. I can sing it to you, so why can't you play it to me? And it's because I don't understand, you know, chords or how musical. I just had no idea. So that was like a frustrating thing. Um, and then yeah, and then actually we were in um, Miami and we were there. I was with my parents. And we took some of the songs I had written earlier and we recorded them and produced them. And so I got to see the process from start to finish. And that was something that um, I kind of just kept going with. (laughs) 
nice. and kept writing and kept making music and kept meeting people and trying to figure out who wanted to make music with me. And, um, and yeah, but it really started just the curiosity of wanting to understand how to write songs. Oh my goodness. Who is your favorite, uh, songwriter? That, that like you look up to and like you may maybe you not 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 like you obviously have your own style but someone that inspires you to write mm-hmm. that's tough because a lot of people like there's a difference between artists and songwriters you know like your favorite artist probably didn't write their song this is very um, true. most of them don't absolutely yeah um i would say i mean this is maybe also a cliche as like an R&B artist, but I think Frank Ocean is a really amazing songwriter. Um, one for his content and, and story choice, Mm -hmm. but I also really love the way he bends and plays with song structure. Um, I think when you listen to his songs, they kind of form and flow in their own way. And that's a skill. You know, it's one thing to be able to write a song that has a verse, a hook, a chorus, a bridge, you know, all the things that, you know, are traditional fit in a traditional pop song. Um, But I think he kind of blows that out of the water and then creates something that still is inherently popular music. And I think that's really cool two episodes in a row we have mentioned frank ocean and i love frank ocean big fan <laughs> big fan um i do not like that he takes so much time off though blonde it was a very long it seems like a very long time what was that like 2016 2017 yeah very good but album. If you can do that though i mean that's a whole other thing that's like unheard of in the music industry is that you can put something out on your own you can make a shit ton of money off of it and you can disappear and you can do the whole thing whenever you want to again it's like a whole nother you know before him and people like chance the rapper and a lot of artists now in the last 10 years before that it was never you know that wasn't the way music was made in terms of industry and promotion and marketing so i think yeah he made he made made, uh tumblr famous him in uh, odd future i remember that Mm -hmm. uh, making his debut uh debut singles uh frank ocean there was something i was about to say about frank ocean i love that dude he's so good man um yeah no blonde nike very good very good big fan of frank ocean oh god big fan of frank ocean what did did he write someone's stuff Anyway. He's done stuff for Beyonce. That's right, he did. He did write he did for Beyonce. He did a really good record for her. He did um, write for Beyonce. What is, what is uh, your favorite cliche? Do you have a favorite cliche? I don't know if I have a favorite cliche. What's a cliche that you use a lot? That I use a lot? No, no, I, I don't know what you use a lot. I don't talk to you on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> But for life? instance, for instance, my aunt, for instance, my aunt, she says at the end of the day, like pretty much 50 times a day. And it's a little annoying to be honest, but, <laughs> and that's another reason why we do this. Is we like to, we like to call those out. We like to call it, we don't need to like call specific people out, but do you have like a, do you even hear one actually? Do you hear people say one that like kind of stands out to you? Just like, why do you say that so often? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if I'm around. I don't know. Like, what's an example of a cliche that you that you hear a lot? I'm trying to think. Um, 
what's one that uh, was really funny that my grandmother just said recently? <laughs> and she gets it wrong all the time, actually. She gets it wrong all the time. Damn, man. I'm like, I have a show about cliches. I think I'm like, used them all. <laughs> we're yeah. we're stuck on cliches. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, two birds and one stone. Uh, cliffhanger. Um, Dude, you know what? Two birds and one stone is one I hear a lot. Oh, you do, you do. I will say that. I will say that because I am. Um, like two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. Um, That's like a grim one. <laughs> is it? Why is it grim? No, grandma. It's like oh, like grandma. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like every grandma is like, are like two peas in a pod. Um, when you were performing live, and I know it's been a while. What was your favorite venue? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You did a lot of New York shows. You did a lot. Yeah. I really like playing Bowery Electric a lot because um, I love the people there, and I think it's, like, an easy place for people to go see music, and I think they support a lot of young artists, um, and they really – I think what's hard about playing in New York is uh, – making sure that, like, the bill fits your sound. You know, not every venue does such a great job at putting a night together with people that um, would draw a similar crowd or that feels really cohesive. And I think Bowery Electric does that really well. They're really conscious about how they help the artists and what that night looks like. You know, it's like it's not help. It's probably not going to do me or another artist any favors it's like I'm an R&B singer and they're a country singer and it's like well mm, in a perfect world we'd love to say like everyone listens to everything but the reality of like paid shows in New York is like everyone goes to see their friends and the person they came for and then they leave so yeah. you want to make sure that you have people there that have similar interests because you know it's like if you're just oh I could do something else right now it's New York City then I'll just go do that <laughs> so yeah. I love playing there no, that's a great venue. Um, it's one of my favorites, actually. I used to manage a band, a psychedelic rock band called Ficus. And, oh, cool. Uh, they, yeah, and they played there a lot. And, uh, yeah, no, it was before I met you. Uh, met you when you worked at Yumi Kim. Um, shout out to Izzy. Yeah, yeah we had Izzy on the <laughs> Right, we had Izzy on the show. That was really cool. That wasn't the same Michaela you were talking about, right? Is that a different Michaela you were talking no, about? No, it's different Michaela. Okay, cool. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And are you able to reveal what your new singles are going to be? What's your next music project going to look like? EP? Is it going to be an LP? Yeah, so it's going to be an EP. I'm coming out with two other singles to follow up the one that to follow up Come Clean. Um, I'm really excited. I guess I could say it here because I haven't said it anywhere else. But um, the next one, the next song I'm releasing is called It's Over. um, And that'll be out. I'm in the middle of editing this lyric video that's like driving me crazy. So once oh, I get that ready, so uh-oh. it should be out. Hard it work. Be out in like it. the next two months, or hopefully sooner. Um, but yeah, but I, um, you know, especially with the pandemic and being able to shoot things and restrictions and travel and all that stuff, um, I've been doing a lot of video work myself, which is the whole new, you know, which I love that aspect about it. But that's definitely something as, as like a smaller artist, you kind of get a taste of every piece of the puzzle. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. If you did a live show in another country, what country would you want to do? First? Mm. What's the dream one? Hmm. Any venue. It could be, it could be Wembley. It could be like, it could be small. It could be an intimate 
could be something. You know what I would love to do? I don't even know if they do this. This is like totally out there. Um, but have you heard of Crazy Horse in Paris? Yes, I have. It's a um, burlesque uh, show that you. runs. And Cher, I would not, love... Cher doesn't run it, does she? She doesn't run it, right? <laughs> Cher, Cher should run it, though. Um, <laughs> but they do, I don't know if you ever saw Beyonce's music videos um, for the self-titled Beyonce. And there's, she's like on, um, God, I'm going to describe this really terribly. What is it for Partition, I think? The music video for Partition, she does like this a lot of dance work and chair work and light work. And yeah. in one scene, she's wearing like all, uh, like a headpiece right. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. She's on a piano and you can see the reflection. All that stuff is from crazy horse. So all that stuff is like really what, it, what they do at crazy horse. And it's like plays with reflection and light and the girls are amazing dancers. So I'd love to like do some sort of collaboration where I could like sing and then, have Crazy Horse happen behind me or some sort of... <laughs> I would like... That's what I would love. And people come and see... They do two shows a night. There's a mat and There's like an early show and a late show. And you can get champagne and kind of hang out. And it's awesome. So I would love to do something there. <laughs> I mean, I think that's perfect. But I would like to add one more thing. I think... City yeah. Girl, I think City Girls should open up for you. Just saying. Oh, I think I should probably open for City Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, but we hate I, it. Um, this is a dream saw, scenario, though. We were headlining, though. This is a dream I scenario. I saw them on a um, on an airplane to Miami once. What? That is so cool. Did you say hi? Yeah. No. I no. was like, you fan why girls, do these you girls look? I was like, why do these girls look so familiar? Because was one of them? I don't want to misspeak. Was one of them in jail or something for a little bit? I believe so, yes. I thought, yeah. So it was like right before They're very that. ratchet. So, it's, I mean, it's no shock if anything has happened to them. They could have they could have gone through anything. It was like before that happened, like right before that. I can't remember what the what the reason or what the scandal was. Um, but, yeah, they were on an early-ass flight. It was like 5 in the morning. Oh, man. Got that sweetie red eye. <laughs> yeah. No, I love them. I'm a big fan. And those are really good answers. And I'm glad. And is there anything else that is part of the brand of Ruby? Like, I know that you're doing music. I know that you have the the the, the show. I mean, not the show, the um the store. You just opened mm-hmm. a store in Minneapolis. Please tell yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So just open a clothing store. Um, my mom had had a store here for 13 years and she nice. was moving and we wanted to stay where the shop is located is like right next to where I grew up um, and our my childhood home. So we wanted to keep um, we really wanted to stay in Minneapolis in the community. And we really wanted to, we love the location and the actual building itself. So it was really important to stay in the neighborhood. Um, so we thought of a different concept and we're doing vintage here. Um, and it's kind of, it's really just a mix of like all the stuff I love to wear. Yeah. <laughs> like I love bright colors. I love weird silhouettes. I love your well. jacket, by the way. I was trying to compliment Thank you. it before, but I didn't get a chance. It was in person, it's like really squishy. Like I love, I love bright patterns and weird materials. So it's a lot of um, kind of funky vintage. We do Levi's. We do all sorts of stuff. Nice. It goes with like yeah. neon coloring you got going on the Come Clean video. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely fits the vibe. Definitely fits the vibe. Do you have yeah. Any, other than music videos, do you have you ever like thought about like venturing into like acting or like is there like again is there anything part of the brand other than open? It's called is it called Legacy? The, the story? Yeah, the shop is called Legacy. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would love to act. I um. Nice. 
I don't have the chops for it, but I would love to do that. I mean, I grew up dancing. Um, I still dance once in a while. Um, and I grew up in theater and doing, you know, I was in, in Minneapolis. I was in, um, children's theater, like when I was really little. Uh, and I've performed, you know, at the Walker Art Museum and dance and all sorts of stuff. So I would love, I mean, I would love to, to act. I'm not even really sure what I would want to do, but that would be, I would love, I think anything, any sort of creative outlet, I would love to explore. Um, yeah, I only yeah. ask because I'm always, yeah, no, because you have a very interesting creative brand and I think, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if you ventured into any stuff like that. Tell I would love that. Whoever would take cool. me, I would do it. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. <laughs> and no, no, I've seen, I've seen, again, like I, I don't think I've been there to like the, the very, very beginning, but I definitely saw you when you were just singing on Instagram and then now you got music videos. You got music videos. Before that, in between, you were doing lots of live shows. I got to go to one of them. I actually did go to a Bowery Electric show a long time ago. I was going to say, I think so. Yeah. Yes, I did. I definitely did. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was very fun and I thought you did a great job and you've come Thank a long you. way. Come a long way. Thank I'm you. Really professional music video something that, like quality of mtv all that good stuff i want my vh1 all that good shit I just said it wrong to be honest but <laughs> <laughs> but again i'm so happy that you came on the show um again this was to highlight your brand this part of the show and i'm so happy you got to talk about the little viral topics that we got going on um, where can we find you on the internet? Where do you want people to find you? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Rubes, R-O-O-O-B-E-S. It's really important, the three O's, because Rubes with two O's is not so happy about comments coming her way. <laughs> people have tagged her before, and she's not ah. very... Um, well, not she very re- she's not very receptive. She just give it up. She just give up the, the name. She's like, I wish whoever. I would really like to change my Instagram handle to just be Ruby, but uh, that's that's been taken for forever. So whoever has that one, I want that one. Um, and yeah, and you can stream uh, all my music on every platform under just Ruby. I dropped my last name, um, <laughs> so just Ruby. And then um, on YouTube, and the complete video is on YouTube. Um, I think we just hit like 140,000 views. So say um, congratulations! Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I love. I'm excited for more people to watch it. <laughs> Good. I'm excited for the new singles. Could you say that one more time? What the singles are going to be? Um, come clean and then, uh, stay tuned for, uh, what is it called? It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's right. That's right. Gotcha. Great. Again, thank you so much. Let's get out of here. Um, you can catch us on Instagram as well. Keep up NYC. We have Twitter, keep up NY, um, catch old episodes. We have a new episode on YouTube that was with Charles from, uh, the shady brunch and wheel of fortune. He was, that was a really cool episode too. Um, we are on episode 104. That's right now. That's with our homegirl Ruby. You type that in capital letters on Spotify or any of the DSLs out there where you like to listen to music, Apple, same thing with us. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We have a YouTube channel. Just type in Still Insane pretty much anywhere on the Internet, even OnlyFans. Um, Then uh, where else are we? Stillbeinsane.com. And let's do it. You better listen up. Oh no! Whoa! I, I, you know what? I messed that up. You know why? Because last week, like I said, was like a rated G version, so I wasn't even. Oh. Like, I didn't even get to do my outro the way that I usually do it. So let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so vulgar, but like that's that's just the style of the show. <laughs> Here we go. You better shut the fuck up.
listen up, and keep up with my homegirl Ruby and Sylvan Singh. Over and out, homies.